Staying in Contact. I'm London Mitchell. In the more than 30 years, I have been conducting interviews with individuals who work to improve the quality of life in our neighborhoods. I've always been the most impressed by people who take a bad experience and turn it into positive action to benefit the entire community. Abigail Rose is that kind of person. Abigail recently wrote a song about domestic violence and after it has been recorded, plans to give profits from the song to the YWCA and the Family and Child Abuse Prevention Center. As she puts it, these organizations helped her own journey to escape. I'm actually from this area. I grew up in Northwest Ohio, uh, between Perrysburg and White House. And um, I'm actually a third generation musician. My grandfather um, was in the CMA before uh, it became more exclusive. So you could have local chapters. He was a part of that. Um, my father opened for Freddie Fender. I don't know if you know who that is. Several I times. do. And uh, I'm, <laughs> I guess I'm just another link in the long chain of musicians um, going at it full time here. But I decided to write after five years in the business because for a long time, I thought I didn't have anything to write about, nothing that was relatable. Um, and my, something happened to my daughter. I'm, I'm going to try not to be specific, but it kind of lit a fire in me um, that had gone out a long time ago so that I could survive. And writing this song became a way to spearhead my promise to her to stand up and fight and my unspoken promise to other victims struggling with abuse that somebody sees them uh, even if they're not bloody and bruised and going to the hospital with broken bones it, it that doesn't matter abuse is abuse and uh, i'm, I'm going to do my best to put it out there for everybody things that happen um, so it's relatable so people understand what's happening to them and and point to resources that can help them escape so they don't have to continue to endure it. When you say put it out there, what exactly does that mean? So I was married for 10 years. And as things would happen to me, it's this it's this weird mental game that you do where you you tell yourself it's not that bad. You tell yourself it didn't really happen like that or you deserved it. Uh, a bunch of these things that you tell yourself so that you can mentally survive where you're at. I did not know that there are so many resources available, things like the YWCA or the Family and Child Abuse Prevention Center here in Toledo. I had no idea those things existed. And that I could have had help a long time ago and maybe even prevented um, what happened to my daughter. So putting it out there is my attempt, my attempt to help others maybe have a better, um, a better shot at recovery much sooner than they would have. By the way, does your song have a title? It does. It's called Run Girl Run. Uh, I perform the song at not quite every show that I do because I am a um, full-time 
musician. But the plan is to record this song soon, hopefully within the next month or two, and to release it. And any profit from the sales of that song uh, will go to support the YWCA and the Family and Children's Abuse Prevention Center. Can you give us uh, a hint or, or walk us through some of the lyrics? So it's a, it's a story about a woman, and it's, it's actually three different stories combined into one, one person. It's a, a little bit about my life while I was married. It's a little bit about my daughter's life so far, and it's a little bit about a neighborhood girl I grew up next to. We were friends. In fact, my sister was best friends with her, um, who was sadly murdered several years ago by her uh, husband, who then committed suicide. And uh, when I was talking to her mom recently, just after writing the song, she actually told me that her daughter had tried to escape several times, but never made it out. So the, the, the song itself runs through the progression of what abuse can kind of look like. So it's trying all these things, being told that you're not good enough all the time, which puts you into a mental state to be treated very poorly. Um, and then when she tries to escape, he follows her with the intent of killing her, which is a very, very common story unfortunately. Um, but in this story, I gave that friend a better ending and she ended up being able to escape and now lives her best life somewhere far, far away from him. Writing the song, it, it apparently is, has been rather cathartic for you to come to grips with a very unpleasant series of circumstances in your life. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. Um, thankfully, uh, a little over a year ago, because I got connected with the Family and Child Abuse Prevention Center, um, they've been able to hook me up with a therapist who specializes in the kind of trauma that I went through. Um, so it kind of it, it runs almost hand in hand with being able to, because I'll be honest, it's very emotional. Even now talking to you, I am trying to maintain my composure. Um, because you don't have to be specific about it for memories to come back to you. Um, so yes, it is a very public and raw expression of what it's like to be in that kind of situation. I've always felt that, uh, when you, when you keep things secret, it's, it's almost like saying you're ashamed and the more you feel shame, the the more the the hurt develops with inside of you and the harder it is to deal with the issues. I would say that's pretty accurate. Um, I've been divorced now for pretty close to 10 years and I never, ever planned on, you know, telling anyone what had happened to me. I wasn't sure that it was even abuse, to be honest with you. Um, and every time I tried to broach the subject back when my ex-husband and I used to talk, when I would bring things up like, you know, why did this happen? There was always this denial that it happened, right? Uh, it's called gaslighting. When you know something to be true, but somebody tells you it's not true for so long that you start to believe what they're telling you instead of what you experienced. Uh, so that kept me quiet for a very long time. 
it was only because of my daughter. Um, only because it happened to her that it there was a strong enough anger, maybe, um, because because I wasn't crazy, but I stayed quiet. So it, it happened to someone else that I love. So yes, it does keep you quiet, but it's really, really important to talk to somebody, especially a therapist who's trained to deal with this kind of stuff. And I would imagine getting in contact with, with a support group can also be of help. Yes, <laughs> it is uh, very freeing when you finally find people who've experienced a life like you've experienced and, and to realize that you're not some crazy person and, and you're not marginalized, that it's actually much more common than you think. Um, and there are a lot of people out there who want to help you. They just don't know anything's happening until you say something. You know, I've, I found it interesting when you say that uh, there was abuse, but you're not sure you recognized it. So the majority of the abuse that I experienced wasn't physical. There was some physical abuse. There was some sexual abuse. But because I was married and I came from a religious background where, you know, the man is the head of the household, those things, um, those mindsets made it easier. And I, I'm sure there's some sort of phenomenon that a professional would, would be able to label it as. But because of those mindsets that I had, it made it easier for me to just believe that that's the way that it should be. Therefore, it's not a bad thing because abuse is a bad thing, right? Um, and and nobody's perfect. So I would convince myself at times that, well, I, I, I must have deserved it because I was really, I was not being nice, you know, in that moment. So if it's deserved, it can't be abuse. So all these mental games to try and justify that what happened was deserved so that honestly, so that I didn't have to think about what was really going on. If someone wants to stay connected so they know when your song is released or they can see one of your performances to hear the song, how can they do that? Um, they can find my schedule on Facebook. And that is Abigail, A-B-B-I-G-A-L-E, Rose, R-O-S-E. Or you can find me on the interwebs at abigailrose.com. Uh, and that displays the schedule. And I often have announcements on, on both um, platforms so people can stay up to date. Any closing thoughts? I think it's really important for people to... Remember that abuse isn't just physical abuse. And psychological abuse, emotional abuse, verbal abuse is longer lasting than bruises and broken bones that heal. It's not that, that violence is lesser. But, but to remember that the things that happen to people's minds, they're, they're, they're doing studies now that reveal that abuse that I'm talking about, the mental abuse specifically, can change someone's 
mind, their brain structure. And it's really easy to say that can't be true because this person is so nice. So what I want everyone to remember is just because you know somebody to be some way when you're around them doesn't mean that that's who they are when no one else is around except their family behind closed doors. So if someone is telling you that something is happening, believe them enough to help hook them up with the YWCA or other organizations that can help them. All right. Well, it's been a pleasure talking to you, even though it's been a really tough conversation for you. But uh, I think you had some, some good information to pass along to people. I really appreciate this opportunity, London. I'm, I'm grateful. Thank you. And the website address again is abigailrose.com. That's our program for this week. I enjoy reading your comments. You can contact me through my webpage, londonmitchell.news. And please join us again next week as we continue staying in contact.